Hello, and welcome back to a new take. I'm Bryson, and today, right now, I'm running a tad bit late, so this episode will probably be published either Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening, um, as it is currently 9.21am, September 8th. I didn't get a chance to record last night, um, so I've been working at this for about an hour and a half so far because I haven't had I didn't have much time to get all my information together last night um so we're going to start today um with talking about um Trump Hurricane Dorian and Alabama for those of you who have been following the news you probably heard something about this last Sunday Trump tweeted, uh, mistakenly tweeted, uh, that Alabama was in the path of Hurricane Dorian, even though that hadn't been on the forecast for almost a week. And, um, instead of admitting mistake, as usual, he doubled down. And even went so far as to draw, (laughs) as to draw an extra part onto the map on Wednesday to make it look like the storm was coming for Alabama, which is just stupid. I don't know why he did that because there was there was no reason. <laughs> you you don't have to be right every time. Come on, like everybody makes mistakes. Except, apparently, Donald Trump, because every time he makes a mistake, he's like, no, I got it right, and goes so far as to apparently break the law. There were some people that were saying that he violated a statute saying that uh, you it is legal to change um, a weather map, um, knowing it is inaccurate. That was from uh, Washington Post. Um Friday, September 6th. Um, after that, I have <laughs> my first of three week in politics today um, from NPR. Uh, this one is with uh, Scott Simon. And they talked about um, the, the issue of gun control um, when Congress comes back from break. And they were talking about the fact that while the House will almost certainly pass uh, laws, uh, pass bills broadening background checks and including uh, red flag laws, Mitch McConnell has said that he will not allow anything to come to the Senate floor that is not uh, the president is not showing approval for, which basically means that nothing's going to get passed because um, Trump seems to be getting farther and farther away from wanting to do anything about gun control. They also talked about uh, the economic problems that have possibly been pointing towards um, a recession, um, most likely due to Trump's trade war with China. Might be bad might be bad for his uh, election 
<laughs> because those um, those things can are adversely affecting quite a few people. My second week in politics with Mary Louise Kelly, uh, they talked about um, the politics of the Alabama mistake. He could be drawing it out to use that as a distraction. Um, they also talked about they also talked about the fact that he has no humility whatsoever. Um, refuses to to like give up anything, which was what I, what I was saying earlier. They also talked about Brexit, um, and they uh, they mentioned that people uh, some people were worrying because the the party that Boris Johnson uh, belongs to historically was the party of tradition and now even they're breaking tradition which is worrying lots of people especially those who um identify themselves in that party um they also had a quote that i quite liked if you can't change your mind you're not a democracy uh they said that when they were talking about um how uh if he had it was talking about uh contradictions in the democratic uh, theory, when you have a, re a render a referendum from the people that the that the parliament disagrees with, and that's kind of the problem they're running into right now. Because, and it's not even just that, because the the entire parliament is split down the middle as well. But they have a pro Brexit uh, prime minister, and if if he can block things, he might. Um, block any deal because he wants to just crash out of the, e uh, the EU the most destructive and chaotic way he knows how. Next, I found an article about um, a North Carolina uh, gerrymandering ruling. The maps that they had um, from 2011 were ruled unconstitutional and the Republican-led legislature, uh, state legislature, was um, the, the uh, task of making new um, electoral districts was put on them, and um, they um, they drew them up in uh, 2017. And this article was published. September 3rd, so that was Tuesday, um, and it was saying that they got struck down for the same reason as the last ones. I also found an article from CNN um, talking about Fox News' rebuke of Trump. Um, Trump has been recently been complaining that um, Fox News is promoting the Dems too much and they aren't being as friendly with him as they used to be, and Neil Cavuto, um kind of went off and uh, I have two quotes from him here the first one is which could explain the president himself this week bashing Fox News yet again urging his supporters to stop watching the channel to quote tweet Fox isn't working for us anymore first of all Mr. President we don't work for you I don't work for you my job is to cover you not fawn over you or rip you just report you and call balls and strikes on you. My job, Mr. President, our job here is to keep the score, not to settle the scores. Now, in my case, 
to report the economic numbers when they're good and when they're bad, when the markets are soaring and when they're tumbling, when trade talks look like they're coming together, and when they look like they're falling apart. It is called being fair and balanced, Mr. President. Yet it is fair to say you're not a fan when that balance includes stuff you don't like to hear or facts you don't like to have questioned. The second, uh, oh wait, I have these backwards. Okay, that was the second one. Um, this is the first one, or at least that was the order it was in the article. I'm not sure um, chronologically how it happened. Uh, the, se the second one that I have written down, the first one in the article. All right, well, I think the president watches Fox. I also think he's getting tired or getting sick of Fox, which is weird because I think he gets pretty fair coverage of Fox. But the president making clear to fact check him is to be all but dead to him and his legion of supporters who let me know in no uncertain terms I am either with him totally or I am a never trumper fully. There are no grays, there are no middle ground, you're either all in or you're just out loyal on everything or not to be trusted on anything and he has a very very true point there and honestly it's kind of scary how truthful it is because the president wants if i'm being honest he wants state media <laughs> and that that's not funny i don't know why i'm laughing but um in, in all seriousness, he wants the media to work for him and only and only tell people what he wants them to hear and only let things happen, that, let things get out that he wants to get out. And he wants, he wants reporters to be friendly to him and not report anything bad on him, which, which is not really something reasonable at all. And, um, and the last, the last thing that I read about, there's no grays, there's no middle ground. You're either all in or you're just out. Loy on everything or not to be trusted on anything. That's, that's even scarier. They, like, in terms of these people's views, you can't be neutral. You have to be, you have to hate him or you have to love him. You can't, you can't be in the middle, you can't be undecided. Um, that's just something kind of scary, in my eyes at least. Um, because it, it's, it, it pushes the polarization of this country, which is something, it's one of the problems that we have right now, why things are so hateful, and uh, why there's, it's so hard to be compromised, especially in Congress. Moving on to another story. Wait. Okay, the last, I apologize, the last article was from Washington Post on CNN. This one's from CNN. Pro-Trump Super PAC America America First Action paid thousands to firm owned owned by Brad Parscale. Par um, for those of you who don't know, Super PACs um, are uh, organizations that can raise money if definitely like or unlimited money for uh, elections, and um, the um, the Super PAC um, America First Action has paid quite a bit of money 
to Red State Data and Digital, um, which is um, supposedly run by um, Trump's campaign manager. I say supposedly because on the papers, apparently um, his wife is listed as the owner, but uh, he has come out multiple times saying that he he owns the business, um, he runs it, uh, he's come out one time saying that he runs it solely and his wife made a mistake, jacking the box of member, which often for LLCs makes, uh, it looks like, um, the owner, um, and, uh, uh, there's been other times where he says that they work together, so, it's, eh, that, that all looks a bit strange. My last week in politics, I promise, <laughs> this one, this one was a bit outdated. This one was from uh, the day that I recorded the last one, August 31st. Uh, it said about uh, Trump took money from FEMA right before Hurricane Dorian is about to make landfall and before the beginning of the hurricane season, which may make cleanup more difficult. And we can, we can definitely say that that probably isn't a good thing, especially seeing. I personally haven't seen many photos from South Carolina, but I've seen many photos from the Bahamas, and if it's even a fraction as bad as that, that would be, that it just, it's not looking good if FEMA's only standing on one leg. They didn't talk about it much, but they mentioned that the Hong Kong uh, democracy protests are continuing. Trump again suggested, I believe, two weeks ago at the G7 meeting, I believe it was in France. Let me double check that. Alright, yeah, I got that right. That was, it was held in France at, um, I believe it was the, um, Hotel du Play Biarritz in the Unbound Collection by Hyatt Biarritz, France. I probably pronounced that terribly. The pronunciation has never been my strong suit. As I mentioned earlier, um, Trump was complaining about uh, Fox News polls because they were showing them where everyone else was showing them, um, <laughs> which isn't looking good for him. As we have the top three Democrats in front of him, I believe, or at least Joe Biden's polling ahead of him. And he also complained about getting less favorable treatment from the pundits. Um, the Climate Town Hall um, on Wednesday, um, I found an article with five takeaways from the New York Times. Uh, the first one, they talked about youth is asking very tough questions to the candidates. Um, they had a couple examples. Um, they were from, I believe it was called the Sun, yeah, the Sunrise Movement. Um, which is a uh, youth-led environmental group. Um, they advocated strongly for the um, for a official um, climate debate, but this was kind of their consolation. Sila Inin Oglu, I apologize if I pronounce that wrong, um, who is a high school student, asked Julian Castro, um, who supported fracking as mayor of San Antonio. Why should we trust you as president to transition our economy to renewables? 
Isaac Larkin, uh, a 27-year-old PhD candidate at Northwestern, um, asked Joe Biden, how can we trust you to hold these hold these corporations and executives accountable for their crimes against humanity we know when we know that tomorrow you are holding a high-dollar fundraiser hosted by Andrew Goldman, a fossil fuel executive. And I can I can believe that we're the ones asking tough questions because I'm one of the ones who hopes to be asking the tough questions. I'm one of the ones who is trying to get my voice out there. So I know that I know that we're doing it. Most candidates agree on some level of carbon taxes, incentive programs for eco-friendly farming, rejoining the Paris Climate Accord, and a couple other basic things. Um, there, however, there are rifts when it comes to nuclear power. Some candidates like Cory Booker and Andrew Yang um, said that it'll virtually be impossible to get carbon emissions to zero by 2050 without the help of nuclear, even though things like hydroelectric, solar, and wind power um, are the long-term goal. Um, Kamala Harris and Amy Klobuchar were both hesitant, um, but said it could be possible. I think Amy Klobuchar was the one to mention about waste. Yeah, other candidates were much more hesitant. Senator Kamala Harris of California talked about the dangers of nuclear waste before suggesting she would let states decide whether to accept nuclear plants. Ms. Klobuchar simply emphasized the waste problem and said she would not support new plants unless we can find safe storage. And then on the other hand, Bernie Sanders opposed it under any circumstances. So that's a that's a very divisive thing. Another divisive thing is uh, natural gas. Um, while coal was generally denounced by everyone there, um, Bernie Sanders, Kamala Harris, and Elizabeth Warren uh, talked about a in a full fracking ban, and some others, I believe, Castro, Julian Castro. Um, he didn't call for a ban, but he said that uh, he would let states put put that into effect if they wanted to. And then the last thing I have here, Trump was Trump. He mocked the candidate on Twitter, but other Republicans took the form more much more seriously. Many lawmakers proposed their own solutions to climate change and actually acknowledged it that it exists which is progress for some of them but uh um said they would work towards uh solving it um greg walden of oregon representative not senator i forgot to mention that uh ranking member of the house and energy house energy and commerce committee called for um strengthening nuclear power dan representative dan crenshaw of texas pointed out other measures like promoting carbon capture or storage technology um he advocated for coining up the environment uh the united states chamber of commerce which um historically pushed against laws and regulations that would curb emissions issued a news release promoting the the quote pioneering ground breaking solutions, end quote, and the energy sector to curb climate change. Um, so that's about all I have for now. Uh, I apologize for the kind of volatility of how long these episodes are. First one was 44 minutes. 
uh, the last one was 35 this one looks like it's only gonna be 25 it it all depends um, what I'm putting in the episode and well, not episode but podcast and how much new there news there is um, anyways uh, thank you for listening and this has been your new take